right, welcome to the best SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing and Marketing to Niches. Uh, I'm sure everyone's wondering why they don't hear Chris. That's because he's out of the office this week. Um, Traveling. That's right. He did, a, he did a really cool thing to his family, surprised him, flew on the plane all the way to New Jersey with them just a few rolls behind him, no made problem. it off the plane, got in the car, had no idea, surprised his family. Really cool story. Um, <laughs> and this is the voice of... <laughs> yeah, and, and of course the voice of Marketing to Niches. That's me, your Colors. military okay. marketer okay. and what? former 82nd Airborne Division member. And uh, your name is? Adam Gregory. <laughs> Adam Gregory. Uh, those of you who have seen me or know me, yes, um, I am the public relations director here at eWeb Results. And he is the one on all our newsletter emails, our infinity drip that goes out. He's got great stories. Definitely check it out and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, this is Matt Bertram here, and I'm here with... Uh, Aaron Weathers, fastest marketer in the world. Fastest marketer, marketer in, in the world. world. All right. Landspeed. <laughs> he wears a flash shirt a lot around here, so, so everybody's got their persona. <laughs> hey, I just noticed that on the... the the podcast of Chris get the flat shirt on. Okay. Uh, so today we're going to be going over an article uh, about Neil Patel wrote back in 2011. Why are we using an article from 2011? Well, it's a good question. Well, Neil Patel's awesome, <laughs> one, and like, I mean, we're number two behind him, but no. <laughs> uh, no, this, is, this article is really good. It's got a lot of really great bullet points, um, and it really sets you up for success when building your landing pages. What he didn't mention is it's ranked number one for but, Google when you search for landing pages. True. So yeah. it's still a very awesome article in Google's eyes. Yeah. And in ours. And we yeah, yeah, and we have our own updates for two thousand eighteen. Yes we do. Towards yes. the end we're gonna have our checklist that we use with all our clients, so stay tuned till the end. Yes. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, those of you that are aren't familiar with uh, or sorry with landing pages you're about to get very familiar with them. Uh, so a well-designed landing page can create, can greatly increase conversions for your PPC or email marketing campaigns rather than directing visitors from those sources to your general website. You can direct them specifically to, sorry, to a specifically designed uh, landing page that steers them in the exact direction you want them to take. So we're gonna talk a lot about landing pages. There's the long form sales copy, there's the squeeze pages, um, and we're just going to really go through the basics of what a good landing page is. Uh, so, you know, everyone starts somewhere. So what's your goal uh, of your landing page is kind of the starting. The goal of the landing page, uh, it depends on what kind of business you're in. You could be in e-commerce, you could be a service-based business where you're local, or you could be a national type business where you have, uh, we have, we do financial services, or you could have a product that you're selling. So there's a lot of different type of landing page pages one we'll specifically talk about today is like a a squeeze page or or just gathering leads why don't you give an example aaron of maybe one where we you would use long form sales copy mm -hmm. you know i got some ideas too and then also for some squeeze pages that you've had a lot of success with aaron is one of our com conversion specialists here he's uh, weaving in and out quickly with his marketing <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh collecting collecting those conversions but uh but yeah, why don't you kind of talk about the difference and what uh, kind of landing pages do di better for different type of industries so people kind of have an idea when they're building their own landing pages potentially. Yeah, so there's a lot of different offers that we've done. One that we really like right now 
are uh, free reports and free guides. And if you are, if you have a local business out there, I know we have a lot of local businesses online, and you're using free consultation, uh, we just want to recommend you try this strategy of using a free guide. And so instead of saying call now, or if you have like a home remodeling company and you're talking about free consultation, one thing that you can do to get more leads is use like the ultimate guide to uh, remodeling your your kitchen or something like that. And we saw a lot of good results with that. Yeah. So really what's going on is you, you're having to elongate your funnel, right? right? Because there's a lot more noise in the space. And so free consultations, really a big jump. You have to pick up the phone, you have to call, or you have to fill out a form and you might not be ready to talk to somebody uh, as if you're looking from the leads or the prospect standpoint, right. you're trying to uh, still in the uh, information gathering phase mm-hmm. and you're collecting data, right? That's the perfect time to position your company and uh, get you in the lead's mind first as they start doing this research as you're the one providing value. It creates some reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know, we can talk a little bit about and we have in the past the remarketing, the right. email marketing that you you need to attach to it to really build these funnels but you need a lower barrier to entry as you're collecting information because people are becoming a lot more cautious of where they put their emails online i just got hit with a couple emails from people where i had to go to a checklist and it was like an email overflow something and i had to like do a a cache or whatever they're called yeah Uh, yeah yeah, to to actually send the email wow (laughs) like so people are trying to prevent a lot of the the mass emails that are going on and they want to know that you're invited to be on the list but really uh creating that uh lead capture on the front end we've seen a lot of success when you're just not getting the leads you're looking for Um, yeah it really does definitely put you in the position of an expert Uh, and then you have an opportunity to follow up with really high value content in their email um, with videos as well with the retargeting and so it enables you to not compete when they're ready to buy on price. Um, so that's one thing we tell our clients, you don't want to compete on price and you don't want to be you know, a bottom feeder when it comes to that. And we know you want to get paid what you're worth. And so one of the ways to do that is establish yourself as an authority with great information and to let them know that you're the leader in your space. And if you're, if you're ever thinking about like running a special or something like that, some kind of discount, I would encourage you to run some kind of bonus or add-on or value add as opposed to devaluing the product. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, Adam, I don't know if you want to kind of talk to this a little bit, um, maybe long-form sales letters versus short-term sales letters as far as being the online salesperson and covering all the objections and kind of why a long-form sales letter would be more effective. Um, and so – Sorry, I'm going to have to cut this part out. So I'm, I'm confused on the question. The we talking about forms? The okay, so so I'll just kind of jump in here. Okay, so okay. when you're talking, so we'll take a break. Bah, bah, bah. We're going to forget this piece, and it's going to be like not edited. In. No, I'll, I'll edit. I'll edit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So 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 what I'm talking about is like long form sales letters. Okay, so I'm talking about like affiliate sales, affiliate mm-hmm. sales funnels, where when you're talking about a um, product that you're trying to sell online you know how even direct mail pieces you get 10 15 pages Uh, in the mail and they answer every single question Mm -hmm. right so there's a differentiator between uh squeeze pages to get their information and provide something of value 
one of the tricks there is make sure – this is what I heard at a conference. I actually included this in my book. It was so valuable. Um, was any piece of content you offer right in a lead capture, make it good enough that someone should pay for it. Right? right, like make it as good of a offer as you can of something of value that they'd be willing to pay for, and you're giving it to them free. Right, that's how you gotta like think about it. But when you're talking about like long form sales letters, and you're talking about affiliate marketing, that's gonna be our next podcast that we're gonna go into some of the things we're doing on affiliate marketing because there is a ton of money uh, out there, and there's a lot of people doing really really great things in, in multiple different niches. But but really, uh, you have the squeeze pages. But then you have the other extreme and you have a long-form sales letter. Right. And when you're looking at it, Aaron, I know you could speak to this. You know, why why is long content convert better typically? Right? So that's like the debate right. is you got, well, short because people have a short attention span. You know, the, the study by Microsoft that says it's less than a goldfish kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, right? Um, so uh, why, why, sh- why, why wouldn't short win all the time? Why would you need to use long form sales content? So the sh- the reason short um, content doesn't win all the time, and and why long form sales letters are so good and they're used a lot, especially um, in info products, is because the short copy doesn't give them enough information typically to uh, gather a sale, to catch a sale. There's authority questions, there's credibility questions, there's trust questions. Who are they speaking to? There's all these different. Um, parameters and questions you have to answer and objections that you have to get over. The reason the long-form sales letter works so well is because it wipes away doubt. That's the Mm -hmm. focus of it. And so a lot of people, when they see a long-form sales letter or a long video sales letter, if they see those, they say, people aren't going to read this. People aren't going to watch it. The fact is, if they're your long, customer, if they're your your, customer, pro, your, your prospects, they, there are yeah. people who will read every word. Yeah, and you are correct. There are people who will not read the whole thing, but the way it's formed, it's formed in an easily digestible way. So the bullets and the checks are what they read the most. They'll skim over it, and when you have the right um, information highlighted on the sales letter, if they can hit seven or eight or ten bullets out of the you know, 15 pages or whatever it is, it gives them a good gist of what's in it and it gives, you know, it builds that trust and value. And kind of moving into like clear call to actions on those long form sales letters. Uh, in that long form sales letter, they're kind of short, short call to actions attached on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to hit a different kind of like the disc profile. If we've talked yeah. about it, you got like the, the dominant personalities, you got the information, the social, that, the, those, data. The, the data driven. So you're trying to hit all the um, concerns that someone has. And then you're like, are you ready to buy now? No. Yeah. Are you ready to buy now? You know, and you, and you kind of keep going with it. And so yeah. uh, it, it really depends on what your objective is. <clears throat> all right. And so uh, obviously clear call to action. We hit that. Uh, simple. Let's talk about simple. Well, clear call to action. I think we should go back to that for a minute, okay? Like, let's talk about a, a clear CTA. Right. You know, and what, what in your mind is a clear CTA? A clear CTA is, well, on your landing page, ultimately you have one goal. 
one goal. That's why uh, Adam mentioned a little bit earlier that you don't want to send them to your website because you have a, a whole menu, you have buttons at the bottom, you have all this different content, learn more buttons and everything. Or get distracted. Right, you get distracted. <laughs> easily get distracted. Especially if you have a quote-unquote pretty site, you get distracted. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sites are, don't those are the, the best. But um, a clear call to action is you have one goal and the button is focused on that goal. And so the call to action says something like, let's say, uh, send me my free report. And I'm talking about buttons now. The button says, send me my free report. It says, yes, send me the coupon. I want this coupon. Or it's, The button uh, text is focused on what the customer gets when they click the button. And so it's not submit or talk in terms subscribe of them. Yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah, talk in terms of them. So you just make want to make it clear you want to make the button contrast color so it really stands out like an orange or a gold if you have like earth tones on your site. And it's definitely the most uh, important part of your page. Um, if I can say so. I mean, there's you you talk about wanting I mean, you want people to click that button mm-hmm. and so you want it to stand out. You want it to be focused on you know, I see all these pages, and and I think that everyone's bad about doing is call, call us, contact us. Yeah, like you want something that you know sticks out at you. Like speak to an SEO specialist today. Yeah. Get your problem solved. Get, get yeah. your free form right now. You know. Yes, get my your kitchen needs an upgrade. Trade. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, and, that, want... and that's what you want them to click that button. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. my kitchen needs an upgrade. Yeah. Um, also, this is a book. Uh, me and Matt, Matt read this book, this landing page book, a while back. But it talked about visual cues, and it had this thing in there where they uh, placed a picture. The picture that they placed was of the person looking at the button. Oh, yeah. This is some pro, these are some pro tips right here, guys. Wow. And they said it increased conversions because they're like, hey, what's the person looking at? And then they're looking at the button. Yeah, so it's two. Second ranked was looking at you. First rank, looking at the product, always have a picture of the product of whatever they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Increases conversions like a ton. But yeah, there that that was an old school like what was it two thousand two book yeah. or something. <laughs> but it was just foundational stuff. It was great. We love digging into that stuff here at Eweb Results. Um, so all right, so <clears throat> um, you know, obviously, clear a clear call to action is most vital. Um, and and then you know, moving on, simple. Have a simple landing page it doesn't have to have all these crazy buttons and you want the focus to be on on them getting what they came there for mm-hmm. i mean that's that's really the best way to say that yeah no i think uh simple is best the clear call to action or the the clear and concise copy as as we're moving through neil patel's article mm-hmm. i think we've kind of uh elaborated on that already uh kind of getting here um but yeah one one uh one goal there's one goal of the landing page and it's to get the person's information and they need to understand uh what they're getting in return for their contact information right so and and of course when you're asking for that information this is where i think we we've, we've <laughs> I, I don't know how the best way to say this but you you don't want you're not trying to get all their information you're looking for name email and and maybe even phone number and that's so, so we, we have some clients right now that are, that's what Adam's trying to go to here that we've done, we've done too well with their SEO. Like we're ranked number one for like 
what is it, 493 terms? <laughs> yeah. And we got a client that's getting way too many leads, and we're having to figure out a way to filter the leads. Like, I was actually on a, a profit plan with another client, and I, I kind of used another example because it was a, a similar, like, format. Mm. And they were in New Orleans, and they're like, you're ranked number one for New Orleans for this search term. <laughs> and so, so he was getting too many leads. And, and really, uh, Aaron, I know you can speak to this, the, the friction that's created which, with, with each uh, form that you add. So with this guy, we were adding, for, for, his, for this client, we've been adding tons of forms mm-hmm. and filtering it. And then we can also talk about some the hyperlocal pages that we're building. But, but, but really, he's got too many leads, so we're doing the reverse. We're adding more and more forms and making it harder and harder to know that the person's serious to get their information. But... Most clients are looking for more leads, yeah. right? Or before they start working yeah. with us, you know. But uh, but speak speak to that. Just uh, I, I sometimes I literally have to beg clients. Just do fill uh, have the for, the form fields that you need. Um, one one uh, point I uh, talk about clients with is a question that I actually have is, with is excuse me. Um, I ask them so how often. Do you talk to your clients? Like, how often do you talk to your clients to get a sale? And this for uh, like home services, local services, and everything like that. A lot of them say, "Well, I talk to my clients like every time for every every sale that I make is like over the phone." And so I say, "Then do you ask these questions over the phone?" We're talking about their form. Maybe the form has like fifteen fields or something like that: address, zip code, first name, last name, email, phone number, everything. Middle name. Middle name. <laughs> Firstborn child. <laughs> And Dog so I ask name. them, do you ask these questions when they're on the phone? And they tell me yes. And so what I tell them, and what I'm telling you over you know, the cloud, in the cloud, people in the cloud, is that you can ask these questions after you capture the lead. Yes. You can ask them over the phone, and you can even follow up by email after you get the lead and ask them those questions in an email. If you really want to get really, you know, fancy, uh, fancy then you can um, you can create a multi-step form. So you can create name, email, phone. They fill it out, and then after they click, they go to another form that collects more information. And then there's fill, there's forms where you can do that. And even if they don't fill out the rest of the information, you still get the name, email, and phone. So those are a couple of different um, strategies, Matt. I know you have some insight on that as well. Well, I mean, just when, when you're talking about forms, there's actually a ton of research and products out there of different forms that work differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having that load bar at the top of how 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 progress. much for their progress report. Also, there's uh, forms that show you one field at a time. You know, yeah. and and there's a lot of different things that you can do to capture it, and also it'll lock in the information. So if they half fill out the form, you can still have their information. So you want to ask for the the pertinent uh, the pertinent stuff pertinent stuff <laughs> first. Um, but but you know, one of the things that is debatable is combining the full name, right? Combining right. the full name. Now, if you're really sophisticated and you're sending email drips on top of that and you need a form that has the first name or if you do need the zip code to sort by depending on what you're selling, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you do need more forms, right? Right. Um, sometimes you maybe don't need their address up front. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you need their credit card information. Depends if you're e-commerce or your services or whatever it might be. So you got to really decide what you need and that goes back to the, the planning stages but everything you do and every every extra bit of effort that you ask for the client, 
um, there creates, I think it's like 23%, I don't know where I read yeah. that, but it was like 23% friction. Yeah. So For every field that you add, so imagine that. I I just gave you a tip, pro tip, like Chris <laughs> says, boost your conversions by 20% by eliminating a field today. There you go. That's the tip. <laughs> no, so we have a couple clients that we started with uh, just the email, mm-hmm. or, or maybe we did like the, the name and the email and and the phone number and then we dropped it down just to the email and then we got tons more leads and then they're like well you know we don't know who these people are and right. we can't access them and then we add the forms back and it was really interesting to see the the data trend when we went down to email we triple quadrupled the leads then when we went back up to the name and you're like that makes that big of a difference right you know so when we're doing all these kind of split tests you'll you'll uncover some really really interesting information out there uh, related to forms, and and again, um, you know, kind of caveat everything is the best thing I can say is that it's it. This is based on your business too. I mean, if you're a local business and you're selling a local thing, obviously, you may want more stuff on your forms. But like, if you're needing an address and you want zip address city state, apartment just number. just apl- apartment number, just put address. You know, like to me, that makes it. A like little a bit little bit easier. easier. Okay, yeah, you on the being being the business owner, you've got to do a little bit more sorting. But wouldn't it be worth it to spend a, like a few extra minutes sorting to get that lead? Yeah, it depends on the value. Yeah, it d- definitely value depends thing. on the value of what the, the leads were. Address, to yeah. city, Zip state. Code. Yeah, Zip and code. and if you have big ticket items, you can always uh, hire an admin to follow up on the back end to collect all this information or have some kind of follow up form like you talked about, Aaron. Yeah. So, um, what's the next section? We're design considerations. Is that the next section? Yes. Right there. Design. Uh, so the design of your page is just as important as the copy. Uh, you know, good design supports the call to action, while bad design detracts from it. Um, this is why, when you come to landing pages, it's uh, less is definitely more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the simpler your page is designed, you know, the more likely it is to convert. And that, and this, this is, I mean, it speaks for itself. Yeah, no, there's some definitely some some good pictures here in this uh, beginner's guide to landing pages by Neil Patel. But Aaron, why don't you talk about some of the you you've been building a lot of landing pages here recently. Why don't you talk about some of the different formats when you're building out the landing pages? Some of the things that maybe you do, or some of the things that you look for, or like there's a typical structure when you're building the landing mm-hmm. page of what you're trying to achieve. And 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 not to cut you off either, like maybe kind of go into. Um, a, a recent client that we had who was wanting to try to convert, you know, a, a certain ethnicity of, of people because and doing the colors differently and, you know, stuff like that and how, you know, everyone's different. Yeah, um, just like we talked about, you just really want to take in um, everything into consideration. And this Here's something you might not have thought of was um, checking out your analytics. Why check out your analytics? Aaron, why should I check out my analytics? Well, what you want to know is, and this is for designers, graphic designers, your marketing team out there. Um, the reason you want to check that is to see where your traffic is coming from. So typically landing pages are created on desktop. You see the landing page on desktop. You see things are above the fold. Everything looks pretty. But then when you click over to mobile, the mobile version is not what you would expect 
in the mobile version, the desktop version might be optimized for conversions, but the mobile version isn't optimized for conversions. You go into your analytics and you see you get 70% mobile traffic. You're saying we got this great landing page, it's not converting, and it's because the mobile version didn't have a click to call button, or the mobile version had these design elements that were out of whack and the form was at the bottom of the page and it didn't have multiple opportunities for the call to action. So uh, that's another pro tip. Um, check your analytics, see if you're getting more mobile uh, traffic than desktop traffic. And I know, you know, Matt has Matt has good data that Google's rolling out on mobile to, you know, support that. Yeah, no, there's definitely uh, a lot out there. It depends on what platform you're using too. Uh, some platforms you have to build out your mobile. Everything's mm -hmm. going to be mobile first. Uh, some uh, will uh, intelligently build it mobile, and you really got to look at that because what converts on desktop uh, mm -hmm. does not always convert on mobile, and it doesn't look the same. And you might need to add some more buttons. You want like a, a conversion button or something to lead capture every couple scrolls. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when you're looking at mobile, there's great stuff out there. Um, you know, Neil Patel's Crazy Egg, uh, you know, you got Lucky Orange and you got Hot Jar out there that you can put on these sites uh, to, to see what's going on there. But yeah, if you can go into a little more detail, man, you have really uh, some good uh, layouts that mm -hmm. you tend to go to when you're building these landing pages. Like some you've got like a video lead capture, some we got additional content and, mm -hmm. you know, like so kind of go into that a little bit more for people out there that are building their own landing pages. So if you're building that landing page out right now and you have a free report or free guide or really no matter what it is, um, just some tips on the headline that I'll cover are you want to uh, call out your audience. And so if you're talking about uh, soccer moms or you're selling to uh, military people or, or you're selling to dentists, let's say you're B2B, you're selling to dentists, you'll say something like, hey, Dennis, uh, are you were you in the military or you would say something like hey soccer mom you you want to call out your audience in your headline and then go into what the free report is yes. about or then go into what the service is and have the features and benefits about because when somebody lands on your page they want to uh, fill at home so an, another easy way to do this is to have your city on it so we're in Houston our, our uh, headline probably have something in Houston um, see what the best uh, businesses are doing for their marketing in Houston or something like that. And so when you land on your page, you can have like a Houston image or uh, a video is really good. I know a lot of you out there aren't using video. You need to use video. <laughs> if you have a video, you can shoot the video in front of a popular landmark yep. in uh -huh. the city. Yeah. And so when people watch your video, they recognize that landmark and say, oh, he's in Houston. And you're right shooting it with street. your phone is okay, too. Right? Shooting it with your phone is definitely yeah. okay. It, an, another example is uh, we, we have a client from New York, and as I'm going through his website and doing his audits, I'm realizing he has nothing that says that he's from New York. Mm. I, I added a simple picture of the Statue of Liberty, you know, uh, the you New go. York skyline. These work. Yes, they do. Um, he's, he's getting, you know, his page views are up. I mean, just... Going back to some simplicity, uh, right? The internet, when you're selling on the internet, people forget this. It's a one-on-one -on -one sale, yes. right? So the long-form sales letter is your salesperson. They have to answer every objection, right? And also, people like to buy from people that are near them or close to them. Like there, there's that they definitely can relate to. that they can relate to. There's a lot of data to suggest that, uh, even by location. Right or like in the same sports team or whatever it may be. That's why salespeople mm -hmm. 
when they go into someone's office, they try to connect with them, right? right? It's the same thing with the internet. Whatever you are, you want to do business with like-minded people and they want to do it with you. Yep. So you got to create that experience that they're going to be familiar or relatable to. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, what you were talking about, about the different locations is absolutely important. And also the headlines too. If they don't raise their hand and you don't call out and they don't read your ad and click on the link to the landing page, like that's why advertising doesn't work. That's like 80% of advertising doesn't work because no one even read the ad, right? Because <laughs> you got to catch them with that first line. I know a lot of copywriters out there that spend a predominant amount of time coming up with the right uh, headline. Right headline. I mean, you do a really good job of that, Adam, with the emails that you send out. They're all just like off the wall and they stand out of the standard email and it grabs your attention. They click on it and then they move into the email. So then you have an opportunity to share whatever it is you're going to share because if they never clicked on it or never saw it, it all doesn't matter. Like it can be as good as it could be. You just want the headline is just to push them to the next piece. Headline makes them watch the video. The headline makes them read the next bullet and, and so on. And I've got to give Aaron credit for uh, the subject lines because he, he definitely taught me more about, you know, making that headline. Because at first it was just kind of like, whatever, you know. And then you realize it like when you do, like, for instance, an email that went out yesterday about toddler torture. <laughs> I, Careful. <laughs> um, it's not about toddler torture. It's about not giving marshmallows to kids. So That study, I've heard that study in marketing a lot of times. But the, the headline worked. I mean, like when I saw it, the evils of toddler torture, and I didn't even, I forgot that Aaron had written that email, and I was like, whoa, wait, what? And The open it, rate's really high on that. Yeah. yeah it the, got me to click, you know, so... Maybe sometimes you have to push the boundary. Maybe sometimes you don't. But you're right. You, you've got to have a headline that stands out. Yeah. So. Just just to add just to add one more thing about the uh, the relatability of landing pages, um, and this is for like a lot of national companies. Is to if you're doing a lot of volume, this is check your analytics again. This is a pro tip. Write this down. Um, <laughs> check out where your page views are coming from, and I'm particularly talking about what city. Because if you have high page views in California or you have high page views in Texas or New York or the larger city, Chicago, or whatever, you might want to consider a landing page that has a local phone number on it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Those, everybody wants to go to the 1-800 numbers to look bigger than they're at. And right. I think it, it has the reverse effect. Unless you're a really big company, mm -hmm. get local phone numbers yep. in each area. It, it, you're going to have a higher conversion rate. Yeah. yeah, and you can buy them for a few bucks and forward them to whatever one number, but it really gives you the familiarity in the city. So check your analytics and see where your page views are mostly coming from. Yeah, I'm, so I'm jumping back into the article here, and, yeah. and he's talking about, Neil Patel's talking about removing navigation elements. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, you don't want them to get distracted, right? Uh, I actually read a, a I, I think it was a blog post. I wouldn't say it's a study, a full-on study, but... but uh, it was a blog post talking about a guy that was doing some data research and uh, moving the navigation from the top of the page to the bottom, calling it like a reverse navigation. So mm -hmm. it's like yeah. you get the message that you want to get, you capture their lead information, and then now it's like if they want to keep going, where do they go at that point? Mm -hmm. and yeah, keep scrolling so, so they're scrolling to the bottom. Now, the debate was the familiarity is... Uh, a lot of times we lay out landing pages because people expect certain things to be in certain places, right? You you expect to click the logo and it goes back to the homepage. 
So, so there was kind of some debate there, but really, if you were trying to accomplish a certain goal, and with landing pages we are, having a, a reverse navigation, having it at the bottom. Also, Google does uh, want a certain amount of things. They want an About Us page. They want to kind of know you have a real location. You yeah. want to have a privacy policy, that sort of thing. And Google uh, will show your ads more. That's something that could, could be a limiting factor potentially. More important for SEO, for landing pages, but still with your ads sometimes if it's a iffy topic, Google will uh, slow share it. I don't know what the right <laughs> right word is. Yeah, like when you, you don't got, get yeah. enough views. On, on yeah. Google, you know, yeah. do want to put like a little navigation at the bottom, privacy yeah. policy, contact us about so, it. So this next one, um, I see this a lot. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I think even we, we were kind of falling into this is, is you want your landing page to, to still be a part of your website. You don't want this super awesome web landing page and then they click to your website and they're like, well, what happened here? There's gotta be some congruency. Yeah, for there, sure. there yeah. is, and, and I think it's, it's you know, I think even we were kind of in that boat. Um, well, we had time. awesome landing pages <laughs> and we had a five-year-old website. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. so we needed updated. Now, if you go check out eWebResults.com, we got like No, no, and, and I think it was like, it's just, it, it was perfect. Like now we have our landing pages match our website yeah. and that's what you want is so, when they go to your landing page and then they do decide to click back and visit through your website and they're like, well, what's this? You, you know, what'd you do? Yeah, here? meeting so. meeting expectations. Yeah. What yeah. they would expect the website to look like from the landing page and um, relaying that trust. In, That's the okay. same thing with like sales. Like don't present yourself as who you're not because uh, people are expecting when they contact you or get you. Like if you've got a super – so this is the thing that I've seen a lot. Um, people have like super clean, awesome websites, mm -hmm. right? And then someone calls in and it's just like they don't have a script. It's kind of like all over the place. That experience is not what they expected of like a really clean, organized website. Mm -hmm. And it turns – uh, prospects off really really rapidly yeah so. all right uh so long page versus a series of pages mm. long page versus series of pages let's we see what neil patel says about that yes <laughs> so so you know there's some question out there about whether it's better to use single page or uh your for your landing page that requires scrolling or if it's better for visitors to just go through a series of short pages uh many sites generally have multiple pages with short content that funnel visitors from one step to the next step to the next step and so on mm -hmm. along the process. Um, this has its advantage of getting users in the habit of moving from one page to the next, um, which you know uh, can, can get them in the right psychological frame of mind uh, to convert. Uh, the yeah. downside to the mini sites is that they work best for conversion funnels that need a lot of content. Yeah, and I think if you're not educated, if you have um, a high ticket, item or something like that um you could use a like a, a mini website three four pages we've been experimenting with that a little bit it's working it's working fine and actually um we are experimenting with that in some uh some sensitive niches and so when we're talking about sensitive topics we can't necessarily talk about the direct product mm -hmm. so we're talking about issues and questions surrounding that product and ultimately giving the, giving the visitor the opportunity to click 
to the actual product page and then and then convert from there. Yeah, I mean, I we're building kind of these uh, blog silos to a landing yeah. page, uh, okay. which is really working well to uh, get more exposure to the client. So. Um, for all you out there, sometimes a landing page for B two C really for B two C uh, a land, AdWords to to a landing page. Mm-hmm. And remember, you know you can buy the right kind of traffic, but man, you got to work on that optimization lead capture for for the campaign to work. Does work a lot of times, right? Uh, for certain industries, other industries it's a lot harder. You have to provide supporting content. And so a lot of times these funnels, you're just seeing what's above the surface. You're not seeing all the things that are happening underneath it. And uh, we've really been working out uh, to build a number of these full sales funnels. Mm-hmm. And they just, I mean, they're beautiful. Uh, we get them working. They take a minute to, to get all the infrastructure built. But when we get them built, we're hitting people multiple ways. We're running them through uh, different scenarios as far as like the customer journey and really like a, a, a foundation of like a three blog set with the landing page uh, tends to work pretty well. Yeah. So. Uh, pay attention to the fold. <laughs> well, there's a lot of debate um, as the most important of the fold in web design. Landing pages are one area where the fold is important. Yeah, so you you really want to have your most important information at the top. Don't waste space. That's what I like to say. With your headline, with your words, don't waste any time. You know, uh, with with extra with extra wordy uh, content that doesn't direct the visitor where you want them to go. So there are a lot of times when you're writing copy, uh, there's this thing where you write the copy and then cut out 50% of it, and then you have yeah, the, copy that, the copy that's going to convert. And so don't waste any time uh, with extra copy or extra pictures or design elements that don't need to be there. Just get to the point. And um, you know, with above-the-fold content, a lot of times you might have to check it out on a couple of different browsers or a couple of different browsers and a couple of different um, types of computers, brands of computers, because based on your monitor size and stuff like that, the above the fold content uh, might be a little different. So if you have your form or your call to action button close to the bottom, on some browsers it might not show above the content. So you just wanna make sure um, everything and, is- And talking about there. the call to action buttons, this is kind of moving a little bit forward, still talking about the folds, but more below the fold you you want those buttons like almost one per scroll but not don't get out of control on those buttons i've seen some websites out there mm-hmm. that, that i think about every crazy. three scrolls uh, uh is good every two to three scrolls you you want that you really want the lead capture uh uh above the fold uh, on on every every opportunity um on desktop sometimes if you have additional information you want to kind of peek it above the top to let them know that there's more to come, right. but but really above the fold, you want to be really clear of what your messaging is, what you're asking about, or what this page is about, so they'll keep reading. And so you have to be strategic with um, above the fold and below the fold, and there are definitely strategies for both. Yeah, and so just uh, another thing about being clear, um, above the fold and with that headline and everything like that, um, here's a saying, you want to explain it in a way where a five-year-old can understand what it is you're selling or what it is you want them to do. So a lot of times when, we, when we're looking at clients' landing pages and based on what they're selling, like it's, real, it's like super vague. It'll yeah. be like more like a branding, something that brands them. Water is special. 
You don't know. You don't know if it's a, a, a pool company, a water company, a or, filter. Yeah. Also, with your logo, same thing. Like you want to be really clear. Five seconds that, that you want to know uh, what your site's about and what you're about, and really graphical presentation of certain things, like the B two B logo or something like that. The trust symbols will will help give them a feeling that they're in the right place and whatever they clicked on. Uh, is the right thing. Yeah. Um, guys, I got another meeting I got to run to. So um, uh, I know y'all will wrap it up well. Um, and uh, be excited, uh, all you out there in podcast land. We have a great uh, checklist that we're going to go through here at the end. Yep. So uh, talk to y'all later. See you later. See you later. I got to go market to a niche. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so next on the list, uh, minimal images and large fonts. Uh, this is, you just declutter your pages. Yeah, declutter your pages. Let's move on. We want it to be clear and concise. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't do too much. Oh, uh, nice. something Neil Patel says in his article is talks about, you know, at most one, maybe two images. Um, I mean, obviously you want to have a really, one really solid image. And I think too, you could go past, you know, Two images. You could do three or four, depending on what you know the content is. Um, I, I know that you recently built a page for some chiropractors, and it's got multiple image on it, but it's broken up. Yeah, it's not it's not overly image heavy because you know pictures can say a thousand words, but at the same time on the landing page, the words kind of are are a little bit better. I, in my opinion, you know, some people might disagree, but the words are better on the landing page. And so you do have those design elements, like the pictures, to uh, give them an idea of where they are in the right place. And so uh, you can use those, but use them sparingly. You really want to have them hard-hitting bullets uh, so people can uh, take the next step. Uh, and next, uh, match the look and feel of your email. Uh, so, you know, if your landing page is tied to an email campaign, you want to make sure that that landing page echoes the look and feel of, of, of your email. Um Aaron, you may have a little bit more. Yeah, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot on that. I actually like to send very simple emails. Uh, my email strategy is a little bit different. With um, we like to send non-picture HTML coded emails uh, because, in our experience, um, you know, our email subscribers and everything like that, uh, it feels more personal. And so when you have all those design elements, and this goes to simple and clear and concise, when you have all those design elements, it can sometimes seem salesy. So we have some of those uh, with the design elements, the HTML and all those different things, the pictures. But we also like to send uh, just text-based, regular, person-to-person, I'm sending a friend an email template as well. I'm sending my friend an email and, as well, so we like to use And that. I kind of want to steal a pro tip. Uh, I'm, Aaron gets full credit for this, but something Aaron told me when I first came to work here um, about sending emails, about being more personal is, um, hey, at the end of your email, write the uh, sent from iPhone. Sent from iPhone <laughs> does work. If you don't have an iPhone, you probably shouldn't use it, but it does work. That's a little like little hack. Um, actually, I got that from somebody else on YouTube, and he was like, when people would fill in the form online, um, his autoresponder said sent from my phone, and it'd be like two in the morning. So it was like a one two liner. Hey, I'll get you. I'll get your uh, thing when I when I uh, when I get up in the morning. It's pretty late, and it was said like sent from my phone or something. People and it got a great response because it seemed personal. Um, that's a little 
That's a little hack. You probably won't, don't want to use that too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then use the tools available. Uh, you know, if you don't if you don't want to have to use a website designer for your landing page, th- there are great great websites out there. Uh, Unbounce, uh, ClickFunnels, um, Lead Pages, Instapage. Yeah. Find the one that best uh, fits fits you. We use all of them in some capacity, and they all have their advantages and disadvantages. But check out um, some of those. Those can help out a lot. Uh, also, landing page builders that integrate with your website are like um, Thrive Themes, Optimize Press, um, you know, Infusionsoft, landing pages, landing page builders like that that have a little more uh, functionality outside of just, you know, their st- standalone landing pages. But they're, all, but they're all great, and they definitely, definitely have their pros and cons with each of them. And finally, uh, before we get into our checklist, uh, don't forget to test these pages. Um, you know, you can you can create this great page. You can, and it could just be the the best page ever. But if it doesn't work right, what you, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And here's here's the thing: you don't want to you don't want to, and this can happen really easily. Don't become complacent. And so, a lot of times when you're creating a landing page, this has even happened to me. Is when you create a landing page and that sucker's converting, you're like, that sucker's converting. So you almost get kind of a little scared to change anything, <laughs> to, to update it, to see if it converts better. But what you can do with like all the tools we just talked about is you can just create page A, page B. It sends some traffic to page A, it sends some traffic to page B. And so a lot of times we'll put a video on one, we won't put the video on the other one. Um, we'll change the button color, we'll have a different headline. Now, look. If unless you're sending out like unless you're sending a hundred thousand visitors to your landing page at a time, only focus on the big elements of the page: the headline, the call to action, maybe the video. All these small design elements, um, you don't have to worry about those. If you want to change, like the background color might help, but it's but cha- but start with the lo- really large elements and see. Um, what impact those have because those typically have a lot of impact for most of you out there you probably don't need um, to change like small things like from white to like light gray like those aren't big changes <laughs> the headline the call to action those are your big changes so you can start there with uh, with split testing all right now's the time we get into the eweb results landing page checklist uh, Aaron I'll let you go ahead and take over from here. EUR results landing page checklist. We talked about a lot of these different things. Um, I feel like I shouldn't even tell you that you should go download it on the website, but I'll tell you anyway <laughs> if you have a pen. And, and that's and that's right. He said downloadable on the website. Yeah, so we'll get that link for you definitely. Yes. Um, one is my copy focused on benefits rather than features. So actually, in Neils, we got to add to Neils because it didn't actually say that um, in Neils. Copy focused on benefits rather than features. With them. That's the term that we use at eWeb. It means what's in it for me. Don't talk about all your products and all your awards and you know everything that you did and all those different things. Nobody cares. Really honestly, they don't care. Maybe uh subliminally or subconsciously they care, but they don't actually care. When they come to the website, they're looking like does this website have what I need? Um, send me, send me the goods. So focus on the benefits. Uh, this will, this will get you more conversions in ten minutes or less. Sleep more and spend more time with your family. Like any of those types of things, instead of you know, 
best priced, number one, we're number one, um, you know, bonded and insured. Don't use bonded and insured on my landing page. <laughs> uh, two, does my landing page have great visuals and photos? We like videos of your people, your team. Whenever you can brand yourself with your uh, your people, your team, it's great. You can also send them remarketing so they'll recognize you and your team. So use that as well. Try to uh, a great. Yeah. If you want to see a good example of this, go to our website. We'll, we'll pause for a second. eWebResults.com. Look at the homepage. And if you notice on the, the little slider. top slider, there's a picture of the entire eWebResults team. Um, and that, that's, I mean, that's something simple you can add to your website. Yes, have a team picture, especially at least on your About Us page or your team page. Um, landing page have third-party trust symbols, Better Business Bureau, any organizations like the Chamber of Commerce that you're involved in, um, if you're involved in a local uh, group, a local professionals group, like the local dentist group or anything like that, you can add those logos to your page. Uh, people add like... Um, I, I, I industry mean, groups yeah and I know and, and correct me if I'm wrong but um, I, I've seen a lot of pages too uh, there's a PR firm that, that I'm friends with and you know they show all the news agencies that they've ever been on mm-hmm. or so you know you see ABC NBC at Fox right um, the, as seen on can be good yeah, yeah. Um, partners you've worked with all those different type of things there's a lot of different symbols that you can put on there just have a few of them on there and this is more for a services industry that's trying to get local leads not necessarily for a squeeze page but you can have an as seen on squeeze page if you were like published in articles or anything like that do you can do that as well at the bottom um that's a tip from ronit Sethi. and so uh landing page testimonials and reviews long page sales letters do have tons and tons of testimonials yes. and reviews if you can put a couple on your landing page like i said depending on this is kind of a broad overview depending on what type of landing page it is you can put a testimonial or two on your landing page. Uh, Adam, I'll let Adam uh, take on the next few. Wait, where were we? Uh, okay. Uh, does my page have security symbols and privacy statements? Yeah, so 100% secure. You know, Cambridge Analytica messed up everything for all of us, and now they have pop-ups in everywhere. You don't necessarily have to have, to have the pop-up, but have, like, some type of security symbol. And uh, I was actually reading this the other day, Adam, and... There was a split test, right? They did this split test. And one of the split tests, the text under the button said like 100% secure and had like a thumbs up. And then the other um, the other text on the other page said like 100% will never send you spam or something. And the one that didn't have the spam converted like 20% higher. Huh. And it was because what they what they talked about in the, I think it was, it might have been an article. What they talked about was when you said spam, it gave them a negative content, like the like the awareness of I could get spammed. It's it's if, <laughs> it's no. So I have actually it's have like a great, awareness. I have a great uh, quick story. I know you know we were run pretty long, but um, there's a, a, a patriot I follow on on Instagram, and he recently launched his his site, and something he had sent he put up was you know hey sign up for. Uh, my reviews I promise not to spam you mm-hmm. so um, I didn't sign up for it <laughs> and because I was like oh well you know because it was all it was was hey I'll send you a, a, a link when my site's launched and it's full and you can start ordering mm-hmm. and I was like well but uh, nah he's gonna spam me and sure enough like 
uh, I've had friends that signed up for it, and now it's like constant spamming, you know, always. And so, I mean, you're right. I saw spam in my head. I went, I'm not signing up for this. Even though he said, I won't spam, spam you. you. Yeah. It's just that neg- <laughs> it's like that negative. When you bring up something negative, it yeah. just makes so it, it like, it, oh, yeah, the awareness goes up. Because I've thought about that before. Like, we, I promise, you know, we won't send you spam and blah, blah, blah. But, but then it's kind of like. I promise you I'm not, but I'm really going to. Yeah, I thought about it, yeah. so don't opt in. So, yeah, 100, if, you, if you're if you doing that, you have your lock on there, put 100% secure. If you have any questions, you can contact us. That's something that we put under ours. Uh, do I have two or more visible call to actions on my page? Um, you know, your call now. Again, we talked about that, you know, call now. Like, call now is okay, but why not, like, speak with an SEO specialist right now? Mm-hmm. Or... You know, you want that to be... Yeah, uh, multiple um, buttons like we talked about with the, uh, multiple and, um, and a couple scrolls. Da- download this PDF. Download 101 SEO tips mm-hmm. from best unknown, from unknown secrets of internet marketing. You know, I mean, you, you want that. So, um, is my page optimized for mobile traffic? I think that's kind of the big one, especially yeah. since Google is a mobile first uh, company now and, and or however they say it. Uh, it's huge. It's, it's, you really do. And, and, I, and, and it's almost like... Working now for an internet marketing agency, and I'm all—I have three screens, and I'm on my screens all day. I don't think about it a lot of times. That I so I like I'll unplug and then I'll go look at it on mobile, mm-hmm. because like when I'm not here, I'm on mobile. I don't, right. I, I don't, and so I think you have to like you're focused on building this great page on you know your your desktop computer. Take a minute, you know. I, I think Neil Patel said the the last his last tip was. Um, uh, let me find it, was don't forget testing. And that's really, you know, you want to test for mobile. You want to make sure um, it's it's optimized for mobile traffic. Yeah. Uh, next one, am I using bulleted benefits instead of large blocks of text? So we kind of talked about this earlier with the long-form sales page. You want to have short, punchy bullets instead of, like, huge paragraphs. People aren't going to read it. And when you have the bulleted benefits it's easier to scan and it's uh, more likely to get read. So you want to have bulleted uh, benefits that are easy to read. We put a lot of check, we use check marks a lot. Um, uh, and, 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 and just to kind of add on to this, so as someone that's written a lot of blogs and kind of understands like what Aaron's talking about here is, um, if, there's a great plugin that I use that kind of helps, it's Yoast SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it tells you, you know, like, is this use it, like, is it readable? And you kind of you want to make sure like uh, there's a I can't think of the at the the website but there's a website you can go in and I, I think you told me or Sammy did you can put your content in there and it tells you like what reading level it is. And, oh yeah, that yeah that was re- yeah a Perry Marshall tool. Yeah. Um, and so you Greater. like that's a a great way to do it because you want to break these up into you don't want paragraphs you want maybe one sentence that's no more than twenty words um, and then you know, hit, hit your return key and like, that should be it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe two together, but at most, but you know, when he's, when he's talking about that, the, the bullet text and all that, you don't want this, like you're writing for English 101 again. So. Oh yeah. This is not a, what is it? What is it called? What was that book? It was the M M T A or M. I can't even remember the rules, all the rules you had to follow, citing sources and stuff like that. I, as a journalist, I know I spent, Years writing for the army, so <laughs> yeah. So uh, next one is actually it's this is a checklist. So it says leave this box unchecked if your form button says click here 
or submit. Oh, nice. So if you have submit on your form buttons, if you have click here on your form buttons, let me tell you one thing right now. You're losing conversions. If you're losing conversions, you're losing money. <laughs> so you might want to change that. If you want to boost your conversions, I told you earlier, I gave you 20%. You want to boost your conversions by 20%. Um, ask for less information. I'm saying if you want to boost your conversions by 20%, uh, change your button from click here or submit. Pro tip. <laughs> uh, am I only asking for the information I need on my form? Yeah, so we talked about the form fields. I just kind of mentioned it um, right there. Uh, only ask for the information you need as little as possible and get to the next step. Uh, does my landing page meet the expectations set by the ad or ads that are sending traffic to it? Yeah, so... This is important. It's like a, a traffic study, basically. Um, you don't want to have a landing page. Here's a good example. So um, a pet company. Let's say you have a pet company, and you have a pet spray that you know gets rid of pet odors. Let's say dog or cats, right? And instead of making a landing page for dogs and cats... You want to make a landing page for a landing page for each dog and cat. So not both animals. You want to make one for dogs, one for cats. Have your traffic split up, one for dogs, one for cats. And so um, that's an example. So you don't want you don't want them to be deterred in any way. Oh, this is for cats, or oh, this is for dogs. You want it to be like, hey, this is specifically for dogs. Buy here, whatever your whatever your landing page is. And so you want to make sure you're sending the right traffic. And it's about the right topic. So, pro, pro tip in creating ads. I know Adam hates. Adam doesn't like PPC. No, no, that's Any- a lie. I like it now. <laughs> I, I like it. Okay, I didn't like PPC, but I like it more now. I, I think I told you that. I think the last time we did a podcast, I said, okay, I like PPC. Because guess what? If you're doing PPC, you're doing SEO, um, and say you make it with SEO on the top of page one and during the maps, and then you have PPC, boom, that's three times. Yeah, first page. You're so that's kind of why that, that that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, three is better than two. Yeah. So on the ad, <laughs> so on the ads, um, you probably want to use this. Your ad headline can be used on your landing page headline, so it looks the same. It's both congruent. So typically, if you can match your headline on your ad with your keyword, and can match the headline from the ad to the landing page, it's congruent all the way through, and you'll get better response and you'll get more conversions. So. Um, the expectations of your ad, you want to hit the landing page. If you talk about 21 tips to, you know, better your swimming strokes, and then you hit the landing page that says download this free brochure for swim lessons, that's just not going to match up, and you're, and you're not going to get converted. So make sure it's congruent. All right. Well, this does wrap up another episode of the best SEO podcast on Unsecrets of Internet Marketing, as well as Marketing, marketing to, to Niches. niches. Hey, if you're, if you're on the uh, Best SEO Podcast and you're listening right now, we have a new podcast coming out. It's called Marketing to Niches, and we're specifically talking about uh, specific niches at the time. So we talk about lawyers, dentists, home remodelers, uh, specific types of e-commerce, service professionals, all different types of niches on that podcast. Um, we'll get that link up to you soon, but you check out that podcast so we can give specific tips for your niche. All right. That's a mouthful. All right, well, I am your military marketer, Adam Gregory. 
And I am the fastest marketer in the world. The fastest. He just ran out of the room and came back. That's how quick he was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, again, this is uh, the best SEO podcast I know. Secrets in marketing as well as marketing. Set